Listen, it is, uh, it's great to be able to come to you guys from Derry, Northern Ireland. I want you to know, Mike, we have had a great week. Uh, it's been exciting to see all the different ministries that our team and the entire iHeart Derry team uh, that we, we've been able to accomplish. And uh, man, I love the fact that I can be with my Calvary family, even though I'm a few miles away. And, uh, and I'm really excited to be able to share with you this morning. But before I do, I want to reconnect you with an old friend. Maybe some of you introduce you to a new friend, um, but have you hear from one of my dear friends, Brian Somerville, the lead pastor from Cornerstone City Church here in Derry, Northern Ireland. This is a church that is a, a very important partner for us, a, a very important part of our missions footprint. And, and we talk to you each week about this neighbors to nation strategy. And, you know, sometimes when, when you're given to missions, it, it would be real easy to go, is it really making a difference? And so I, I want you to hear about what happens when you're willing to give and you're willing to go. So I, I, wanna, I wanna invite Brian to join me this morning. And uh, before we get into the word today, um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I wanna have an opportunity for Brian to greet you and to share with you just a little bit of, of his thoughts of, uh, of the Calvary team being here in Northern Ireland this week. Brian, thank you so much for allowing us to be here. And I want to give you an opportunity to, to greet the Calvary family. Sure, Ed. It's, uh, it's a privilege just to take this time with you. You've uh, had a little uh, message from Doug already this morning. And uh, your, your team have been an incredible blessing. Your, your church is just a huge part of our story, a huge part of our life. And it's a, it's a massive privilege for us to be able to partner with you and uh, to see how you are making a difference in our city. Our city, of course, is well known for uh, sometimes for all the wrong reasons. And uh, your team played a very important role in a, a very disadvantaged area in our city, known locally as the Bogside. And, and this is an area that's known uh, as, a, as a key pivotal area in the troubles in the, in, in the most recent history. And your team connected with uh, over a couple of hundred children there to such an extent that we were able to, at the end of this week, open the doors for ongoing relationship in that community throughout the rest of 2017 and 2018. It has been a massive, massive success and uh, down in no small part to your church, but also the team of incredible people that you have sent. And, and our heart is that they will go home full of faith, full of stories, and also equipped and uh, with a greater sense of calling to go back and to bless you and to bless your church and to bless all that you are doing in the Orlando area and of course, right around the world. So again, from Cornerstone City Church, Derry, Ireland, uh, all the love to you. Thank you for this uh, opportunity to greet you and uh, to say hello from us to you. And again, to thank Pastor Ed and to Doug and all the great people that uh, made up your team this week. We're blessed and uh, we're excited for the future together. Thanks so much, Brian. I appreciate it. And thank you for allowing not us to come and, and to be able to spend this week with you. But more than that, you know, we know this. This isn't a one-week relationship. The opportunity to have this ongoing connection between the Calvary family and the Cornerstone family. You know, we regularly have people from Cornerstone that show up at Calvary on a Sunday morning. We can tell that they're from, that they're from Derry because they talk a little bit different than us. Uh, but it's always a delight to have your folks uh, come to our side of the pond and to be able to spend time in ministry with us. And we so look forward to the moments that we have in Derry. So thank you for opening up your church home. Thank you for opening up your hearts to us. We really are grateful. Thank you very much. It's an honor. Thank you. Well, this morning, I do want to talk to you today. And uh, I'd originally planned on talking to you about Enoch. 
we, we have been in the middle of this series entitled Majoring the Minors. People who in Scripture have a, have a minor place in Scripture but have a major impact in, in the plan that God has for his creation. And, and, and a really neat person uh, in, that, in that whole genre is Enoch. Enoch is the great-grandfather of Noah. He was seven generations removed from Adam. But this morning, as I, as I was spending time in prayer, I came to the conclusion that, that we'll talk about Enoch next Sunday, and we'll finish our series, Majoring in the Minors, next Sunday. And instead, what I want to do is I want to talk to you about this issue of why. Why when there is so much need in the Orlando area? Why when there's so much opportunity in the Orlando area? Why would a church come all the way to Ireland to do ministry? Why would we um, send funds around the world? Why would we talk to you about taking a missions trip to India? And it's so easy to become very tunnel vision, to become very myopic in our focus and go, what about my own backyard? And, and, and let, me, let me offer you this challenge. In fact, let me encourage you in this. You are indeed called to be a missionary to Orlando. In fact, you're either a missionary or you're part of the mission field because it's impossible. It is impossible to be a fully functioning follower of Christ and not let your light shine. Because Jesus made this very clear. In, in, in his first sermon, his first publicly noted sermon, Jesus said this. He said, you are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. You are to bring value and influence everywhere you go. When Jesus was challenging his disciples just before he ascended after the crucifixion, he made this statement. He said, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness. He doesn't say that you're supposed to go in witness. He says, listen, you will be my witness. So what we do, it, it, it stands for it. It represents Christ in the world around us, in our workplace, in our neighborhood, in our home, in our classroom, everywhere we go, we represent Christ. And, and it's important for us to understand that and embrace it. But we talk about, at Calvary, we, we talk about having a, a neighbors to nations strategy. And friend, all of that is important. It is vitally important that we share with our neighbors. It, it's it's pivotal that we're involved in things like a, a new church that's developing in Jacksonville or, or a new church that's being launched in Cocoa Beach. And, and, and we get behind initiatives like that uh, because we know this, that the state of Florida, the over 20 million people that now call Florida home, that so many of them need Jesus. And, and, and our nation, all across our nation, there are pockets of opportunity and, and pockets of challenge. And, and we can respond to the hardship in, 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 in western West Virginia. We, we can be involved in, in the reservations uh, uh, across, the, across the, the southwest. We can, we can be investing in, in what God's doing just all across the great land of ours. But God's word challenges us that we are supposed to be witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And, and, and in Orlando... If, if you want to find out about God, you can turn on the television set and you have multiple television stations. You can turn on the radio and, and, and you can find a, a genre that fits you really well. Or you can get in your car and drive down the street and you won't drive very far before you see a church. In fact, most of you drove by a dozen churches today 
even on your way to Calvary. And yet that's not the case in most of the world. In most of the world, there is no access. And we have the opportunity to provide that access. And here's what I'm convinced of. I'm convinced that if we love what God loves, and if we're engaged in what touches the heart of God, what God will do is this, is that he will multiply our efforts in Orlando. And what he'll do is this, is he'll continue to bless and he'll continue to provide and he'll continue to meet the needs at Calvary. It, it, it is, here's, here's our heartbeat. Our heartbeat is this, and, and you'll hear these terms around Calvary. You'll, you'll hear these terms, connect, grow, serve, go. That's what it means to be a, a, a true follower of Christ. Connect, grow, serve, go. Jesus, when, when Jesus was challenged to what is the most important thing, what, what, is, what is the key? If, if, if I'm going to be connected with God, if I'm going to be a, a follower of God, if I'm going to be pleasing to God, what is it that I'm supposed to, to do? And, and here's what the religious people of his day asked him. They said, Jesus, what is the most important commandment? This is in Mark chapter 12. In, in, in Mark chapter 12, he makes this statement. He says, listen, I want you to know this, that the most important commandment is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with everything that's within you, love God, and then love your neighbor. L- love God, love your neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor. Love God, love your neighbor. Now, Jesus said, and when, when Jesus is making this statement, at one time when Jesus is making the statement that we're supposed to love God and love our neighbor, he, he's, he's asked to, to, to clarify that. Who is my neighbor? And, and, and he makes it very clear. Here's who your neighbor is. Your neighbor is whoever life affords you the opportunity to connect with. And so we're supposed to be connected to God, love God with everything you have, and we're supposed to be connected to one another. See, that, that's, what, that's what doing life is all about. The life that God plans for you, the life that God intends for us, it, it's, it's a life that's, that's meant to be lived together. You know, we weren't designed to be alone. We weren't designed to live alone. In fact, God says this in his word. It says this in Genesis. It is not good that man live alone. I will tell you, it's not good for me to live alone. I, uh, when, when, when Jody is gone, uh, man, that doesn't work well for me. And so I'm, I am not a good alone person. And uh, I recognize that God really didn't, didn't design us to be alone. And, uh, and we're designed to function. We function best in community. We function best in relationship. Even, even those of us who sometimes we, we think uh, you know what? I, I'd much rather be alone. Deep down inside, we know this. We know that we that we crave community. That we that we that we crave relationship. Yes, sometimes there there are hurts that 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 cause us to feel uncomfortable in those environments. But we all want that relationship with our heavenly Father and the relationship with those around us. And, and that's what the church is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about connecting, connecting strongly with God and with one another. And that, 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 that's not it, though. It's not just about 
us connecting with one another. It's, it's also about us growing and developing. See, we're supposed to be connected to God. We're supposed to be connected to one another. And together, we are to be growing. Here's the way that, that Paul puts it. In Romans chapter 12, he says this, that we're supposed to not conform to the patterns of this world, but we are to be transformed by the renewing or the developing of our mind. And so what God wants is he wants us to grow in the understanding of who we are, the understanding of who he is, and the understanding of who he's called us to be. If you're like me, there was a time in my life where I, I thought I knew it all, right? And yet, the older that I get, the more that I discover, wow, I have not gotten it all figured out yet. But I'm so thankful, so, so thankful that God brings new insight, that God brings new understanding, that God brings new wisdom into my day every day. You know, this year as a church family, we're, we're going through the chronological Bible. And even this journey through the chronological Bible, areas that are familiar to me, I find this, that God's speaking new insight into, into who I am, uh, new understanding into my day. And, and I love the fact that God continues to grow and develop me. I, I had the opportunity to be in church here in Derry this morning, and I heard Pastor Brian preach an absolute masterpiece on, on the Apostle Paul. And, and the fact that, that God lets me be in, in moments like this and opportunities like this, right, where I, where I grow and, and, and learn and, and, and develop, God wants that for all of us. And, and he wants us to walk in that wisdom and that understanding. And, and he does that. So we can live this life where we experience him in all that he is and in all of his fullness. And, 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 then, and then it doesn't stop simply with that. In fact, here's what I, here's what I will offer you. If you're, if you're connected, but you're not growing, what that does is it leaves us at a place of significant immaturity. And we miss so much, Right? If we don't have that wisdom, we don't have that understanding, we miss so much. But be, to be connected and to be growing, but not have something to do with that, well, here's what I have found. I have found this. If we're connected and growing, but we don't have an opportunity to serve, we don't have an opportunity to do something with this relationship that God gives to us and the understanding that he brings to us, what can happen is this, is we can become frustrated. We can also become pretty judgmental. We can become pretty critical. And that's the last thing that God wants. He wants us to walk in joy. He doesn't want us to walk in criticism. He doesn't want us to walk in disconnection. But he wants us to walk in joy. And the great joy in the, in the Christian life is found in serving. I, I often qu quote this scripture, and I quote it because I think it's so important for us to understand. And, and that's what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2. Paul says this in Ephesians 2.10. He says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. For we are his workmanship, created in good works, or created in Christ Jesus, rather, to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. Peter echoes this. He says this in, 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 in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 4. He says that each one of us should use whatever gifts we have, whatever that, whatever that is that God, has, that God has birthed within us and is developing within us, that we should use the gifts that we have 
to serve others, right? To honor others and even, even, even to prefer others. And what happens in, in, in these times and in these expressions of serving, what happens is this, is there's a, there's a joy that's developed in our life. You know, I watch, I watch as folks go on missions trips. I watched as, as some of our teens and young adults, some of the things that they did this week, right? So one of, one of the teams here in Derry, they went into this, this area that is a, a government-subsidized housing complex that is rough. It is rougher uh, than rough. And in fact, it, it's an area that they were, they were actually asked if they would go into, the, the Cornerstone City uh, Church team, uh, they were asked by the community if they would go into this area. But they were given specific instructions. You cannot talk about Jesus. You, you, cannot, you cannot get engaged in that. Because if, if you know anything about the politics of Northern Ireland, the politics of Northern Ireland, there, 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 there's, a, there's a deep division. And, and it's not, it's interesting, it's not Christian Muslim. It's, it's supposedly Christian Christian. And it's a separation, Catholic, Protestant. And it's a, it's a deep, deep fissure. It's a deep, deep divide. And Cornerstone City Church is a Protestant church. And they were asked to go into the bog side, which is passionately, purposefully Catholic. And so it, it was seismic that they would even ask Cornerstone to come in. Brian mentioned that we had an opportunity to sit with their leadership, and, and we did. He and, and Doug and I and a few others, we, we sat with the leadership at the Bogside on Friday and heard them talk about the heart that they have for the children of, and, and, and the teenagers of Bogside. I want you to know that, that Calvary, as a church, that we gave them, at the end of that, that we gave them an additional gift to help resource some of the programming that they're doing there in the bog side. And, and, and the opportunity that we have to invest in that is significant. And, and, and Pastor Brian said, would it be okay if we pray with you? And they said, we, we would love that. And, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't just something that they did um, that was um, just to be polite. We saw as, as, as tears formed in their eyes. As, as, as Pastor Brian, this, this Protestant pastor, as he prayed in a, in a communist stronghold, you know, it was not a communist stronghold, rather a Catholic stronghold. It was, it was just about a year ago that, that, I, um, that I had the, the honor of being in um, one of the major refugee camps in Europe, the jungle at Calais. It was just a few weeks after I was there that the French government went in and burned this camp down. But in the days that I was there, there were over, over 9,000 refugees in that camp. And we had gone there that day to do something that was, that was pretty simple, to, to meet a need that oftentimes, quite honestly, we wouldn't even think about. And what we did is, is we took in thousands of pairs of underwear. And, and we set up a makeshift tent, and we were distributing underwear. And, and as we were distributing underwear, the, the, these refugees were coming in. The, the, the majority of them were from the Sudan. But among these Sudanese that came in, there was a, there was a young man that came in. He was, he was fair-skinned. And when he spoke, he spoke in exceptional English. And he asked the question. He said, where are you all from? 
I assumed he was with another NGO, a non-government organization, a relief organization that was there working in the jungles of Calais. But we, we shared with them where we were from. Our, our missionary, Michael McNamee, said, I'm from Ireland. The, the young girls that were there working with us said, we're from Brussels. And, and, and then he, he looked at me, and, and for some reason, I, I didn't feel comfortable telling him that I was from America. And I didn't have a good reason for it. I just, it was awkward to me. And so I, I made the comment. I said, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm with these people. And, um, and then we, we, we continued. And he, made, he, made, he then made this statement. He said, that's good because I hate Americans. We, we asked him his name and he said, my name is Jamal. And said, where are you from? And he said, I'm from Afghanistan. And then our, our missionary, Michael McNamee, asked him, said, and where are you headed? And he goes, Afghanistan. Michael said, I, maybe you don't understand. I, 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 I know that's where you're from, where you're headed. He goes, no, that is where I'm headed. And, and Michael said, oh, really? He says, yes. He says, I've been on a recruiting mission and now I'm headed back to Afghanistan. To which Michael queried, he said, why would you be going back to Afghanistan? And he actually took his hand and went like this. And he goes, I'm going to go pick up a gun and I'm going to join the fight. And then he, he, he proceeded to make this statement. He said, I've been all over Europe. And he started naming different various countries. I've been to Spain. You know what? You can't trust them. They're all liars. I've been to England. You can't trust them. They're all liars. I'm here in France. You can't trust them. They're all liars. The, the Americans, he said, are the worst. All they, they don't care about us. They just care about our oil. And then he said, you can't even trust the Afghan government. He said, you don't see the rich people out, out, out fighting. All you see are the poor. They, they, they tell us lie after lie. He said, you can't believe anything that any of these people say to you. And, and, and in that moment, it, it seemed like an opportunity. And so I said to him, I said, I said, Jamal, I want you to know that what you're saying is true. You cannot believe everything that you hear. I said, I want to give you an example of that. I said, Jamal, I want you to know this, that you asked me where I'm from. Now, let, 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 me, be, let me be very honest with you. I said, I, I'm actually from America. Not only am I from America, I'm a Christian. In fact, Jamal, not only am I a Christian, but I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the leader of a, of a church. I said, and I want to point out something to you. I've, I've not passed out a bunch of propaganda. I've not been trying to proselytize the people here. The only reason that we're here is because we care. No one should live like this. And we're simply here to help. And he looked at me and he, he smiled and he said, I want you to know I don't hate you. To which I responded, I'm glad knowing that you're going to go pick up a gun. And uh, he, uh, he started talking to me about Islam and how Islam was a peaceful religion. And, and, and it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't the time or the place uh, to get into that. I just let him share what he wanted to share. And then he, he asked me a follow-up question. He said, uh, do you have a cell phone? And I said, yes. And he said, can I have your cell phone number? And I said, no. Uh, but then I, then I told him, I said, it's not because you're a Muslim and I'm a Christian. It's because my cellular service will charge me an arm and a leg for you to call me. Uh, but what I am willing to do is I am willing to give you my email and we can exchange emails. And then, and then I, I said this to him. I said, Jamal, I, I want to ask you to do me a favor. I, I want to ask you if you will pray for me. To God, Allah, I don't care what nomenclature you use. I want you to pray for me. And I'm going to make the promise to do the same thing for you. And, and this is how I want us to pray for one another. I want us to pray that we will know the truth. Because if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. Now, of course, uh, you, you likely know that what I just said to him was actually quoting scripture. If you know the truth, the truth makes you free.
right? It is for freedom that Christ set us free, right? We are called to be free. We actually talked about that last Sunday. And he looked at me and he said, my friend, I will pray for you. And then we, we chatted for a few more minutes, and he said, well, I've got to go. And he walked out of the tent, and then he stuck his head back in the tent. And he was, the tears were starting to form, and they were starting to run down his cheek. And he said, my friend, I do. I promise you, I will pray for you. Pray for me. You know what? And I, I, I pray for Jamal. And, and here's what I know. I know that that moment happened. Because God gives us this command to be connected to him and to one another. Because God gives us the opportunity to grow in the understanding of, of who he is and who we are and the life that we can have with him. I, I know that that moment, that that opportunity happened because of the joy that we find in serving and the fulfillment that comes and allowing God to work through us to impact others' lives. But I also, I recognize that that would not have happened if, if God didn't help us to understand. To make it very personally, if God didn't help me to understand. If, if as your pastor, somebody who's given the opportunity, the privilege, the honor even, to speak into your life, if I didn't understand this principle of go. Because that's what it means to be a fully functioning follower of Christ. Connect, grow, serve, go. See, Jesus explained it in in Matthew 28. He says this. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. He's he's commanded us to do this. He's commanded us to, to, to go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. And our mission field, our mission field is Eatonville and Pine Hills. Our our mission field is Apopka and Altamont. Our mission field is Avedo Windermere. Our our mission field is Orlando and Celebration and Kissimmee. Our our mission field is Volusia County. It's Seminole County. It's Lake County. It's Brevard County. That's our mission field. That's our immediate mission field. But our mission field goes beyond that to, to North Florida and into Georgia stretching all the way from Washington State over to Maine and Vermont. And and then it reaches beyond that to Northern Ireland and into Europe, across the Balkans, into Asia, down through South Africa, and a wave to South America. See, for God so loved the world. And when we love, it is natural to love what we, the thing that we love, with, that, they, that, they, that they love, right? We, we've seen it. We, we, we've seen it. We see it in families. We see it in, in, these, in these horizontal relationships, right? The relationship that we, that we have, a boyfriend to girlfriend or, 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 or husband to wife, that, that what, what those around us, that those that we care about, about they love it it, it 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 can become a love of ours and and it's impossible let me say this very as the best I possibly can it's impossible to walk in a healthy relationship with God and not love what God loves and and when we love God we're going to want to be connected to him 
But when we love God, we're going to want to be connected to the people around us. Why? Because God loves them. When we, when we love God, it's going to be impossible not to, to want to know him more and to grow in the understanding of who he is. When, when we love God, when we're walking in relationship with him, we're going to be drawn into opportunities for service. Why? Because that reflection of his love in the world around us is important. And serving is an opportunity for God to give us a sense of, a sense of fulfillment and, and, and to go to go, to go into our neighborhood, to go into our communities, to go into our nation, and to go into our world. Connect, grow, serve, go. See, we care about Orlando. We, we care about Orlando. And, and, and in fact, Calvary Orlando cares about Orlando enough that we invest hundreds, even thousands of hours of service into our community. We will do things like a mega sports camp where we can touch the children of our community. We will do things like the backpack outreach that's going to make a difference at Killarney Elementary. And, and children that otherwise might not be able to get school supplies will have school supplies because of your active generosity. And so we're making a difference and investing all of these hours and all of these resources and literally millions of dollars. Calvary invests literally million, millions of dollars each year into our ministry in Orlando. And, and, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that our ministry footprint is expanding. But, you know, I, I believe that it's very important that along with that, that not just Orlando, not just our neighbors, but that the nations are impacted as well. And, and that's the reason why you will hear regularly at Calvary, you'll hear us talk about our missions giving, faith promise giving, asking God what he wants to give through us to impact the world around us. You'll hear us talk about short-term missions assignments. We've got this team in Derry here today. You heard in the announcements a trip to India that's upcoming. And so opportunities to be able to be personally invested in what God's doing around the world. And, and I also know this. I know that God is raising up people within the Calvary family that aren't just supposed to give, that aren't just supposed to pray, that aren't to go for a week. But in fact, God's speaking to you about a lifetime. And God has brought you to Calvary this morning. And perhaps not just at Calvary this morning. Perhaps you're watching via live stream. And you're some distance from Calvary watching the pastor of Calvary who is thousands of miles away. And God has put all this together to give you an opportunity to hear he has a plan for you. And, and this, this life that he's called you to, connect, grow, serve, go. And today he's speaking to you about this issue of go. And I just, I, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Just be open to what God has for you. Be willing to say yes to him. That, that's the key. It, it really is. That is the key. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that God lets us do this. And not only am I grateful that God lets us do this, I want to say thank, to, thank you to you as a church that you give me the opportunity as a pastor to be a part of it. I, I love being a part of a church that understands and embraces this neighbors to nations strategy. 
maybe you're one of those folks that you've, you've taken just a casual approach to this, or, or maybe you've heard us talk about neighbors to nations and you've not connected. Well, God has you at Calvary today because he wants to bring an encouragement to you. And not just an encouragement to you, he wants to bring a challenge to you. That you would become fully involved in what God's doing and that you would fully embrace this exciting adventure that he has for you. So I want to encourage you, connect, grow, serve, go. It's God's plan for you. It's God's plan for us. It's God's heart for his church from neighbors to nations. God, I I thank you so much for, first of all, for the love that you show us. I thank you that you accept us as we are, as imperfect as we are, and you love us unconditionally. I thank you that not only do you accept us as we are, but you love us enough to not let us stay this way. But you're continuing this work of of growing us, of sanding off the rough edges, of, of teaching us, of developing us. And God, we ask that you would that you would continue to do the work in our life that only you can do. And we're thankful, God. We're so thankful. Thank you as well, God, that we have the opportunity to be a part of what you're doing in in our life, because your word says that that we are to build ourselves up in our faith. We thank you that we have the opportunity to be involved in what you're doing in, in the world immediately around us. And God, we're... We're honored that you let us be a part of your mission plan to share the truth of who you are around the world. And God, we know this, that today mission starts right at Calvary. God, I I pray today for those who are here in the worship center. And God, I I pray for those who are maybe watching uh, via video, for those that are watching via live stream. God, wherever life finds us, I thank you, God, that right now that there are, there are some who have yet to connect in personal relationship with you. Or maybe we've connected in a personal relationship with you, but we've drifted very far from that. And this morning, you are lovingly, graciously drawing us into a healthy, life-giving, love-fulfilling connection with you. We recognize the need that we have for you. And we recognize that we don't deserve to have a relationship with you. But because of the gift of salvation that you offer, and we simply receive that gift right now and, 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 and say, yes, God, I want to walk with you. I thank you for those that are making that decision right in this moment. God, for for, for those of us that are here today and, and we've got a relationship with you, but man, we've struggled with this serving part and we've, we've struggled, struggled with this going part. In fact, the going aspect of Christianity, not only have we struggled with it, it actually makes us really uncomfortable. God, give us a, give us a peace in our disposition. Give us a, give us a wisdom in our understanding that would help us to know that everything that's needed to live as champions, 
not just in connecting, not just in growing, but also in serving and going, that everything that's needed to live as champions, that you've given us and that you've got us and that you go before us. So God, I thank you for the encouragement that you're bringing to your children today. Father, we commit these things to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed by the ministry of Calvary Orlando. We invite you to join us in person at Calvary Orlando for one of our Sunday morning worship experiences each Sunday at 1030 a.m. To find out more about Calvary, please visit our website at calvaryorlando.org. Here you can find our latest events and ministry opportunities. Thanks for listening and God bless.